Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Believe in Giants podcast with Giants legend Carl Banks and broadcaster Bob Papa. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa with two-time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Uh, we are here to digest what was just an absolute stunning loss at the hands of the Raiders. Not that they lost to the Raiders. Anything's possible in the NFL, right? And you're in your weight yeah. class. But the yeah. way that the Giants were beaten, the end of the season for Daniel Jones, Carl, just misery for our Giants fans, friends out here. Yeah, I think, you know, this was a game, this was a disappointing game to me because we talked about it in our preview that the Giants were going to have to come out ready to play. They knew they were going to face a team that was going to be very enthusiastic. Um, They were going to want to play hard for their coach. And whatever you saw in film, take it, look at it, and say you can expect better. The Giants, I think, defensively, I don't know if it was a hangover, the Leonard Williams hangover, where they just came out sleepwalking and missed him so much, but they had a game to play, and they played like crap. Um, There were some plays made in the game, but they, as a a collective group, did not play well at all. And um, I don't know if it's... They were feeling great about themselves because they had a few good defensive games. But it's a week-to-week league. you got to prove it to the next guy. And if you go out there and you let them beat you up for two and a half quarters and then all of a sudden you're playing, it's too late, especially when you have an offense that's struggling. you got to play complementary football. You were the strength of the team. You know, you had your takeaways. You were giving your offense opportunities. This game, it didn't happen. At all. It didn't even get close. You know, uh, no one got a sniff on the quarterback. Um, Josh Jacobs got close to 100 yards, but he impacted the game greatly for their young quarterback. And um, it just, it it was disappointing to see uh, defensively. Offensively, I thought they should have run the ball more with Saquon Barkley. Um, Receivers. Slayton, you got to catch balls. Can't drop footballs when they throw them to you. Fourth and one, have a sense of awareness. You are not an offense that can afford in the middle of a drive Mm -hmm. to jump off sides. Evan Neal, can't jump off sides. You don't get these opportunities. When you have a drive going, and they call a play, don't jump off sides. You're going to get it. Tush push, push it in the trash. Well, I don't, I don't even understand their tush push because they it's like sometimes, sometimes they have Brita on the field. You want big people pushing. But it's trash. It's trash. And no problem saying it. They have so many other running plays that they could look at that were successful for three to four to five yards. And all you need is one. And basically, when you get into that formation, 
there's one option you have. And the defense just loads it up and they push your guys back and you get nothing. When you are running some of your better formations, your run formations, now you got guys who have to defeat blocks. And I would count on Saquon Barkley to get one uh, with the way they were running the football. So I'm saying trash that. You can get rid of it. I got a message for our fans out there. Football's back. Bet online's your number one information source for all your sports wagering info with up-to-the-minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real-time updates on stats, news, and odds. From week one all the way to the college football playoffs and Super Bowl, Bet Online is going to give you access to the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. So head to the website today or use your mobile device. Get in. On- look, I look, I understand that they game plan and they um, <clears throat> prepare for these games and. You know, I'm not really into the second guessing thing. You know, they, they spend all week putting stuff together. The thing I didn't like about the play on the push is your quarterback's coming back from a neck injury. He has, yeah. you know, he's missed he's missed a bunch of games because of a neck injury. And that play requires the quarterback to get low and power his way into a line. Yeah. I'm like, do we really need to do that with a dude coming off a neck injury? So when I look at this game, Carl, I think this game, the first quarter of this game was a microcosm of the 2023 season. From the first play to the last play of the quarter, there's almost a symmetry to it. The Raiders are ranked 30th in the NFL against the run. Mm Mm-hmm. The Giants get the ball, pass on first down, pass on second down, pass on third down, short of the sticks, try to draw them offside, but Evan Neal jumps, so that whole thing gets blown out the window. Yes, the Giants' defense has played really good the last couple of weeks. Even if you go back to the Seattle game, you kind of the Miami game was a mess on a lot of different levels. But since then, they've played great defense. But and they and they turned the ball over what three times. Miami, they turned Miami Miami over three times. Right. But in a microcosm look at the whole year, with the way the season started, with the games against the Cowboys and uh, Arizona in the first half, you know the defense when you needed them there, they weren't there because mm-hmm. like a hot knife through butter, six plays, sixty-seven yards. Middle of the field's wide open for Jacoby Myers. Um, Jacoby Myers, with his longest run of his career on a jet action, goes 17 yards for t- the Giants. Offered no resistance there. No. So that's like the early part of the season, part of the Giants. Now the Giants get the football, and we know about their offensive struggles, but they got a good drive going, and they have a first and ten at the Las Vegas 43 after converting a third and two. Take a shot. Jones misses Hyatt. That could have easily been seven to make it a 7-7 game. A couple plays later, they can't make the fourth and one because of the push. So here's where the season in a microcosm now comes full circle. Defense gets you three and out. 
Okay, after a bad first mm-hmm. drive defensively, they get you three and out. And now your Giants are driving again. Uh, they convert a third and five. Uh, Barkley runs for nine on first down near the end of the first quarter. Barkley runs for three. And then on the last play of the first quarter, the Giants fail to pick up a twist. As Crosby goes from Evan Neal around the middle, they don't see him. Gets quick pressure on Daniel Jones. I just looked at the coach's tape. Nobody's open. And Jones, as he tries to brace himself, that's where his knee buckles, and that's where he gets injured. Mm -hmm. The entire first quarter was a microcosm of this season. Missed opportunities on offense, penalties or mental mistakes, a defense that at times has looked really good, and at times this season has looked bad. No points. Ball game over. Yeah, it, that was it, the season in the first quarter, right? And you lose your quarterback for the year and maybe forever. Yeah, you got a lack of discipline. Can I, can I just of, throw one more thing yeah, in there? Mm-hmm. Just one more thing in there. On that next possession that I'm talking about, the last possession, um, <clears throat> there was also another take a shot to Hyatt mm-hmm. that went incomplete. So you had two take a shots on your second and third possessions of the game that could have actually had, you could have actually had the lead 14-7 but instead you were trailing 7 nothing quarterback gets hurt first quarter of the raiders was the 2023 giant season to me in a nutshell Con- yeah. your turn no you hit the nail right on the head because we're at the midway point of the season and after every game you have these moments Right, you you have these moments of if they would have did this, if they would have did that, the Giants thus far this season have yet to get on track, and the things that are preventing them are a lot of it is self inflicted. Um, you look at okay, if you're you're playing against a team that's thirtieth, thirty first against a run, okay, maybe you see something that you want to do that can pass the football, and you say, okay, well, we had some success. We got to a third and one. Well, we'd like to think that if you run the football, play to their weakness, which happens to be one of your strengths, you could probably get your offense on track Take a little air out of the 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 sail, the wind out of the sails of the Raiders. Okay, but let let's just say, for argument's sake, coach can look at me and say, "Well, Carl, see this play right here. We should have had this. See this play right here. We should have had this." But then it goes back to we should have had, which is a microcosm, like you said, of where they are this entire season. Yeah, and, and, a, lot, and, a lot of should have hats. And, and and the example that I use, the analogy that I use of the first quarter of the game, um, <clears throat> encompasses the entire team. It covers the entire team. It, defensive inconsistency, uh, offensive line missing up on some reads or calls, uh, and player execution. Yeah. You no, know, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, Daniel Jones looked rusty 
But if, if you agree that you're going to go on the field and play in the game, yeah, nobody in the fans, nobody wants to right. hear about the rust. Sorry. No, he airmails one to Barkley in the flat. The first play of the game. Yeah, it sailed into the bench. And he's, he's, he, it looked like he just tried to lob it out there, and it just took off on him. Reminded me of Jeff Rutledge's pass in the NFC Championship game in 1990 when Hostetler got knocked out for that one play, and I think the ball's still traveling yeah. planet Earth. Yeah. And then, um, and Jones, hey, like, like we've said, and you and I are the biggest Daniel Jones supporters. We have been. But, you know, everybody shares the blame. It's not just the line is so awful and they can't do anything. There's guys not catching balls that they could catch. He missed open throws. Those are game-changing throws. Yeah. That he's got to hit. At least hit one or two of them. Game-changing when you're scrambling for your season. You got to make those. Those are the two, you know, the, the little scrappy teams that are are where the Giants are. You look at Pittsburgh Steelers. You look at even the Raiders here. They make plays. They make plays. They figure out how to scrap. And you know, listen, <clears throat> the Pittsburgh Steelers have a lot of warts, a lot mm -hmm. of warts. They got five wins because they figure out how to make the plays that they need to make. Right. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders figured out how to make plays. They figured out how to keep their offense on schedule. And this was a weight class that the Giants were in. And they looked outclassed the entire way. Why? Because you look back on this game. Here's a play you could have made. Here's a play you could have made. Here's an offsides penalty. Here's a play you could have made. Oh, here's a drop. Here's an overthrow. Here's a shot play that gets overthrown. Here's a shot play that leads the guy out of bounds. Well, the Raiders did that because they understood that there's a sense of urgency. There is a situational awareness that you have to have in order to get your games won when you are not that good of a football team. Another thing that drove me nuts is the new technique of Deontay Banks. It's, it's something new. I know they don't coach it. I'll just line up on a guy and, and stand up with your legs straight, not even in a football position. Whoop, rookie runs right by you. Whoop, you miss a jam. You're not in football position to play. At what point did anybody say you're the best corner in football? They say you're up and coming because you know why? You have always been committed to technique, sound fundamentals. You pick this game against some pretty good receivers to now go out there and don't commit to your technique. You line up at the line of scrimmage, knees not bent, you're not in a position to do anything other than be reactive. When? When did they teach that? Where did that come from? Because all Certainly year, didn't see it the previous week against Garrett Wilson. Listen. All week, I mean, all year, this kid has been committed to his fundamentals. I look up, I'm like, where's this coming from? Why don't you bend your knees? Why don't you get in a football position to play? And I'm looking at this, and I'm like, Leonard Williams ain't had nothing to do with him. Yeah, you can't be hungover because Leonard up front, your job is your job every single down. But when did you decide that? 
you can just go out there and cheat, you know, your technique and think it's going to serve your team well. Well, those are the breakdowns. Those are the sense of urgency, situational awareness, things that I'm talking about that has hurt this team. When you have players that can, they must. You cannot, you're, you're not good enough as a collective group to continuously miss on opportunities. That's where, you know, I talk about the haves and the have-nots, right? We know who the haves are in this team. I mean, in this league. The have-nots are scrapping to try to get to a playoff, to try to get to a wild card. And then you have the have-nots who just continue to figure out ways to lose when they have good players, and they look back and they say, well, we should have beat this team. Well, no shit. Well, I can circle, you know, your poor fundamentals for the first, you decide this week is the first week, you don't want to play sound fundamentals. Um, I'm going to look at a fourth and one. You're too darn experienced now to keep jumping off sides. Evan, uh, middle of the field open. You know, by the way, you get one of your guys come off and say, now you got a locker room problem. Well, according to all the other guys, you don't. But is it because, and I'm talking about Xavier McKinney, uh, is it because you don't feel as involved in the defense? We haven't seen the splash plays from him. Um, and let me preface, he's my guy. He's a great kid, great character kid. So I got no personal issue with him. But when you say there's a communication, the coaches aren't listening, and then you find out that there's a captain's meeting every Friday and they all sit with the coaches and the other people were saying to me, because I went and polled, I talked to captains yesterday, um, you guys got a problem? To a man, they said, we don't know where it came from. Um, maybe he's frustrated. Probably frustrated after a loss, but that's where, as a young leader, yeah, that's when you can't let a frustration come out. That's right. the That is the key moment, no matter how frustrated you are, to just zip your lip and not yeah. say anything. Because it becomes a story about nothing. Right. And no, I got nothing against uh, Jordan Renan or Pat Leonard because they just report what they hear. They ask the questions, they get the answer, they report it. Right. But that's all the more reason when you need to be more thoughtful in these types of seasons, <laughs> especially if your culture is not broken if you guys are still fighting for the same purposes. Then you did, you did a little poll and you found out nothing. That's, it's not happening. And I guess he's kind of, I don't want to say reverse course on it, but he's kind of walked it back a bit. But that is what it is. They'll work that out. Um, they'll work that out with him. But the ink is dry. It's out there now, Right. But what I would much prefer um, in a season like this, when you're one of the team's best players, you're one of their young leaders, 
And I listen, I understand that there is some tension because I believe he wanted to get a new contract and they are now letting him go into free agency this offseason. Um, but help yourself. Play well. You help your team. It's mutually beneficial because if you're a free agent, your number's going to go up. But if you well, are the Sour Patch Kid, it's not gonna. It's not gonna help you. It doesn't help your team. And you're, and you know, again, Xavier McKinney is a really good human, really good character guy, good football player. It's mutually beneficial when you play well. And sometimes you're not gonna get the, uh, the splash plays in Wink's defense, but they'll come. You just got to stay available and stay in the moment. Um, but I think that was something that was probably not needed considering all the other things you just outlined that's wrong with this season. And people are shooting and looking for opportunities to say, see, this is what's wrong. And, you know, listen, uh, fans want a coaching change every 15 minutes. And they, you know, they didn't like when one coach was fired. They didn't like when the other coach was fired. Now they want this one fired. It's not going to happen, number one. But number two, these types of narratives that get out there of, oh, coaches lost the locker room. Here, see this quote from Xavier McKinney. There's no follow-up to that with Xavier McKinney because there's no need to at this point, but it's out there. So, it's a narrative that can feed those who want this type of uh, discourse with the team. Everybody's got to push in the same direction. I, like I said, Xavier, hell of a human being. I think he's a really good football player. Um, he can walk it back, but it's out there and it's already fed to people that needed to to get that and that's nothing against the reporters but now you've got your whole teammate all your teammates having to defend themselves in their locker room and their culture and you got coach who's got to answer a lot of questions now as a result of this which nobody you know it comes with the territory when you're losing we know the culture is great when you're winning everybody loves everybody right yeah, uh, last year losing yeah <laughs> but when you're losing you know you have to be careful if if the culture is broken you would have heard it from more than one guy. Um, but you have to be careful with that because now you're putting people in positions to have to answer for that as well as the bad play on the field. Yeah, I saw some comments. I mean, again, I, I understand it's fans. They're angry. They're emotional. Uh, but some of the comments were like, absolutely, they got to fire everybody. They picked yeah. the wrong group. Wait a second. That happened with McAdoo. That happened with Shermer. That happened with Judge. They are not. That's not happening. They, the, you can't. You have to look. I know Davis has been uh, in, around the league and coaching in the league for a long time, but he's only in his second year as an actual head coach. He's a young man that is learning, and. Well Yes. And the and and this roster we knew when they first came in has to be overturned that and part, turned over. That is the part that um 
fans remember this is a fans remember this is a rebuild this is reconstruction they had they this wasn't going to be done in a year we we thought that they had laid a foundation that they can start to build on but they weren't done getting this team overhauled starting training camp this past year yeah because here's just a quick thought on that just a certain to serve your point remember they're 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 trying to make up for an uh they're trying to make up for a 2021 NFL draft that netted nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, the Kadarius Tony draft netted you zero. The entire draft class. So you're, you're trying to make up for, I mean, for missing on a bunch of players. And an offensive line that has never gotten right. Uh, and I can't figure, figure I can't figure out. that part out. Though, let's talk about that really quick. They gave up a lot of sacks on paper. Um, Sunday, the actual total should be minus three. Because you had DeVito, who runs out of bounds short of the line of scrimmage without throwing the ball. Daniel Jones did the same thing. And then Daniel Jones, on the knee injury, he just crumples down. Yeah, so on that one, they didn't pick up a twist. Like, nobody was open. They didn't pick up a twist. And he's trying to avoid this or protect the football. Didn't have a chance to get away anyway. So I would say three of those, I don't know, would they have six sacks in the game? Eight. It's eight sacks in the game. So they gave up five legit sacks. But the offensive line did a few good things. Um, Again, I think you help yourself if you run the football and guys catch passes. Bright spots in the game are not so bright when you miss your opportunities. Yeah, I thought. Look at watching the game on the coach's table. I thought the offensive line did okay. Like, don't the sack numbers? But again, I see fans like screaming and yelling and all this other stuff about the O line and what a joke. But you know, I watched a lot of Evan Neal snaps against Max Crosby, and you know, he did okay. You know, yeah. he tried to bull rush him a couple times. He kind of stood his ground. Did he give up some ground? Yeah. But enough, he did enough for the quarterback to get rid of the ball. DeVito ran himself into a bunch of sacks. Jones has yeah. run himself into a bunch of sacks this year. The one, can I? There's one other thing I saw, and this again, uh, some radio personality puts out on Twitter or X about uh, malpractice with regards to the Giants medical staff for allowing Daniel Jones to stay in the game the second quarter. Now, first of all, you, as someone who's on the radio, but you know, you got to be careful what you say and you better, you better, you should probably have been in the stadium for you to make this point first and foremost, not just 
a dude watching TV with a microphone that gets to tweet and say stuff on the radio. Listen, we were there. We saw it. He goes to the sideline. He's flexing his knee. Because this this person put out there on, on social media, was there not even a doctor there to look at him? I mean, what? that's malpractice to let him go out there with a torn ACL. First of all, there have been guys in this league, and I've been around this team and covering this sport in person, in stadiums, actually at games or calling games since 1988. There are guys that have played games with torn knee ligaments and not found out until the next day the severity of it, but finished the game, depending on position. Daniel Jones gets hurt, goes to the sideline. The trainers immediately come over to him. The doctors immediately come over to him, and he decides he's going to start running some wind sprints to test it out, and he's going to take a football and he's going to throw. And then and he, he ran from side to side. You know, he ran, he planted, he ran, he planted, and told the doctors he was okay. So, okay. yeah, malpractice, okay. But you can't put that out there on social. It's it's irresponsible, especially as someone who uh, does a show, whatever show or whatever. Like, you can't throw that out there. <laughs> like, that's... that's Well, actually, they can. Well, because yeah, there's no that's ramifications. that's the type of shit that they do. And there are no ramifications to that, but... To answer his question, yeah, the doctor uh, was there. The player tested it and told them he was okay. The next play, he goes down. And then that's it. I mean, yeah. I don't know when we're going to see Daniel Jones again, if we're ever going to see Daniel Jones again as a giant quarterback. I mean, this is a year to a nine-month to a year recovery. Yep. It means we'll be in the next season or at least through training camp. And, you know, who knows if they're going to draft a quarterback? My guess is probably they will. Um, obviously, well, here's the thing. Um, they got to lose their way into that. They're a two-win team right now. Uh, if you poll the guys in the locker room, do they would they say, yep, this is, this is what we are? Or will they fight their ass off to stay relevant? You know, um, and relevant is a, is an op, is a, Relevant word, I guess. Relevant to what? Um, but I think these guys feel a little different. Like, wherever they pick, they're going to pick. But I don't think these players feel like this is their fate, two wins. I believe they they going to go out and try to win more football. And I, I don't think the coach is going to coach not to win football games. Yes, they'll probably stay with Tommy DeVito. Until they should stay with Tommy yeah, DeVito until they get healthy, uh, Tyrod Taylor. But DeVito settled down and made some plays for him. Now it's it's still coming fast for him. He missed some reads, but the back of the end zone throw to um, Wondell Robinson, you, you look at that and say, That's a good play, kid. And at That's some point, he's not gonna, play. at some point, he's not gonna panic and feel a rush that's not necessarily really there, and they're going to hit one of these deep overs to Slayton because there is yeah. a bunch of them. Yeah. And he just gets a little frantic, and then, but he's learning on the job. Listen, the whole tanking thing doesn't work in this sport because of the lack of guaranteed contracts that exist in this sport. Yeah. There are too many Including guys on those that. of coaches. Correct. 
And there's too many guys that are on that field. Yeah, for every Dexter Lawrence and for every Andrew Thomas and for every Daniel Jones, there's Ben Bredesen, there's uh, Tyree Phillips, there's Micah McFadden, there's DJ Davidson, there's Cordell Flott, there's a Jason Penn. There's all these dudes. These guys are not wealthy people. They're not. They don't have generational money. And in this league, it's not for long, NFL, injury rate is really high. They're playing for a next contract so they can be financially secure for maybe the rest of their lives. So they're not throwing away games on the spec of a future draft pick. And coaches are judged by their record. I mean, I I remember when Peyton Manning was hurt. And everybody's like, oh, Indianapolis, you know, Bill Polian was the GM at the time, who's now in the Hall of Fame. And like, ah, they're just, they, their quarterback situation is a mess because they want to make sure they get Andrew Luck. Well, it was a mess. And they got Andrew Luck. Bill Polian got fired. <laughs> he wasn't there for Andrew yeah. Luck. Like, what did Andrew Luck get you? He retired because you couldn't help him out. So all the my- while you subscribe to tanking, you're not developing the guy you get. You're going to put him behind a shit offensive line or a shit team. And he gets the hell beat out of him. And he says, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. Where to get you starting all over again. So you play these games, these players, they're not going to, they, they, these players are not going to sit up and say, yeah, let's just go out and suck because my money is in the bank and my money is, is guaranteed. No, don't have that in this league. Don't no, have it. Well, and it's too many of them. And, and the other part of it, they all give a shit about winning. Nobody wants to be bad. It doesn't help you as a free agent if you're a free agent. It doesn't well, help you get better players either. Let's let's take a look. Who's the Giants' best player? Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. Now, Saquon Barkley is not happy about his contract situation. He winds up signing this franchise deal tag. They They sweeten it up with some bonuses. And all Saquon Barkley has done from the moment he walked in the door at the start of training camp has been a leader, a smile on his face. He's done everything they could possibly ask and then some. And he's playing really good football despite the limitations of this team having no threat of a passing game whatsoever. But when he's been on the field, listen, the guy's got five straight games now with 90-plus scrimmage yards. Um. You think Saquon Barkley wants to hear about tanking when he has no idea if he's even going to be back here next year? And right. He, and he and he wants. And when he make... went through this whole offseason, yeah, no, he's not here. No, he, he, he ain't show up for nobody to tank. I can tell you that right now. Exactly. So. And he'll get in somebody's face if he thinks that guys are, you know, yeah. not giving it their all. Yep. All right, I got that's that all off I got. my chest. Yeah, that's all I got too. That's all I got. All right, we'll be back later in the week to preview this Giants Cowboys game. Which, uh, you know, should be pretty interesting. Should be fun to watch. (laughs) Show up, though. Show up and see what happens. That's exactly right. Show Show up. up. You'll see what happens. Yep. How do we like to end it? Tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll see you later in the week for another edition of Believe in Giants.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.